Good afternoon and welcome to our Youth Deliver series. I am the founder of the Global Women's Social Enterprise and with me I'm talking to one of the Global Women's Social Enterprises young change makers, Anna Gayabaji from Senegal. Now, um, for those of you who know what the Youth Deliver series is all about, you know that we don't just bring you anybody and we don't just bring you, you know, the, any youth that we feel, you know, wants to come and hang out with us. We bring you the youth who we have identified are rising stars. We also talk to the young people that we know are able to deliver the promise. And that is that of seeing a brighter future for the African continent. So with me here is Anna Gaye-Baji from Senegal, and I'm going to invite her to tell you a little bit about herself, introduce herself, and then we'll jump into our usual Youth Deliver conversation that will allow you to get to meet and know our young change makers. Okay, Anna, welcome. How are you? Thank you, Felix. I'm fine, and I hope that you too. I'm good. <laughs> yes, I'm very happy to be here today to exchange with uh, people, to tell people about myself. So I am Anne-Gaëlle Badji. I am a young community manager and creator of continent from Senegal. I am also a girl guide from Association des Scouts et Guides du Senegal. And I am very passionate about working with uh, community. So I am working with social uh, global women social entities in a project, and my my goal is to to help women as much that I can. Yeah, and Anna, you are here because um, we identified uh, you as a young woman who's very passionate about your community, and you have a vision for Senegal, which is very inspiring. And I believe that would be very inspiring for many young people around the world, not just in Africa or in Senegal. Could you please share with us your vision for Senegal and especially for women and girls in Senegal? Okay. Uh, I am from Senegal. I born in Senegal. I grow in Senegal. And uh, naturally I, I love my country. But as in all of the, the country, we have some issue. We have uh, a lot of uh, problem in Senegal. Me, my vision is to have a country where women are independent. Because I know that it's, it's possible. It's possible. And especially for all these women who lost uh, self-confidence, my vision is really to, to put them to be, to trust on themselves, to do something, to, to have, to be independent first, um, mentally, psychologically, and after financially, to trust on their capacity, to know that they can do whatever they want. This yeah. is my vision. 
Yeah. And that is actually a really, it's, it's a big vision. You know, it seems, you know, when people hear people talk about capacity building, training, women empowerment, helping women to be independent. I like that you said spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. So this is why I found your approach to be very unique because when we were looking at your program and as you were developing it, what I found very interesting and what I think the continent really needs is your five dimensions of well-being. Because a lot of times we look at women and we think, you know, people who don't have, like the women, the, the, the sector that you're intending to work in, which is homeless women. We look at people who we consider poor and we think that they just need money, financial support to put food on the table, to eat, have a roof of their heads and clothes you know, maybe good health, some medicine, but that's not the case. Walk us through your five dimensions of well-being and how you plan to use these five dimensions of well-being to empower women and to allow them to live their dreams and become independent. Okay, so I, have, uh, I can say I have two strategies. The first one is to, uh, to involve uh, professional team, people who know about um, psychologies, psychologic things. Uh, me, I can say I have the idea, I have the passion, I trust on, on it, but I don't have maybe uh, specific competence to help them. Uh, so first involve these people the psychologics one to help them to integrate the, the, the society, to help them to accept their story and uh, involve also people who is going to train them on one specific, uh, one specific activity. For example, what I did is I, I tried to, to look around here in Senegal. What is, where, where, in, in which uh, activity it's going to be easy for them to, to get a job fast. So for example, cooking. So I'm, I'm, I will involve people, specialists on cooking to teach them uh, some astuces to show them how to make some dish and uh, after this, they are going to, to be good, cook, good cooker mm. and we found a job after we will help them to, to manage the, the finance. So it's going to be a following process. It's not only like you say about giving them money, giving them food. No, it's, it's about coaching them training them, uh, help them to, to grow. Yeah, yes. and, and as you were talking about one of the skill sets that you want to give them, which is, you know, learning how to cook and cooking, you know, for professional, like, you know, maybe to work in a professional restaurant or a hotel, you know, in the hotel or tourism sector, start their own restaurants or have their own coffee shops and all that good stuff. I was thinking about something that actually came out of the process when you were developing your program and, you know, as you did the peer-to-peer -peer mentorship, can you tell us about what came out from that? Because I think there you might have 
another Youth Deliver ally who is going to work with you. And y'all, I want you to listen because this is how we work. We are all about sisterhood and we call it Sisterhood Smarts because something came out of the peer-peer mentorship where Anna was actually putting together her team of young women in Senegal who she wanted to um, help facilitate these programs. So what she did is she collected different skill sets of women with these backgrounds and she and she and she was, you know, she was trying to allocate them and assign them to the different categories that she would like them to be able to have a role at the center. And one of these women in particular um, stood out. And I think Anna, you can tell us a little bit about you know, um, Stephanie and her role perhaps in, in at your center. Yes, so Stephanie is my friend and uh, I know her since a long time. One of the reasons why I chose her to be part on the mentees or to be in my team is because she's very passionate, one, about uh, social working, especially when, when we are talking about women. And she have a lot of, how can I say, ambition. She always look far. So she also have a project and she's a very good cooker. She cook very well. So yeah. she also have a project with about opening a place where she, she will um, cook, a place where she will engage women, so me, my idea was when we was working on this uh, mentee uh, peer -to -peer, program, the peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. Yes, the peer-to-peer -peer mentorship, thanks to Global Women Social Entities, because it's helped me to have a new idea. It's about, because me, I was looking for professional people who can teach the women how to cook. And there, when we was doing our exchange, to know a little more about each other, I found that Fanny can do it. She, she can do it because we was doing an activity when I asked them, because it was Fanny and another one, Irene, I asked them to like to, to tell me when I when we are in the center, we were supposing that the center is open. We are in the center, we have to do a workshop of this for this woman and the experts are not here. And I asked Stefanie, if you are the one who have to do it, are you going to be able? And the way she, she explained, the way she do the simulation, I found that she's going to be a good trainer for this woman. She's going to, to give a lot of things to, because she always do things with a lot of love. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you have shared this perspective and the journey of discovery, because sometimes we are looking very far into the horizon when the answers and the solutions are right with us. And, yeah. and you know, um, for those of you who are watching this um, or who will be listening in the future, you will also get to listen to Stephanie, who will be talking to us about the journey, how she worked with, with, um, with, um, with Anna and was very inspired by her peer, Anna, and now has been inspired to work on her own projects. 
And so we are going to actually introduce you to her and talk to her. So, you know, you know, hold out for that one and, you know, keep your eye out for that because you will meet her as well. And so Anna, I like that, that you are able to see what you had not seen through this peer-to-peer -peer exchange because a lot of times this is also what the youth sometimes go through. They think that they don't have what it takes, but you do have what it takes. Um, you just may not have identified. And that's why sometimes you need a coach, a trainer, a mentor, somebody who can guide you and put you in the position of discovery and then allow you to see it for yourself. Because that's what you did. You actually saw it by yourself just through the yeah, guidance yeah. of these different projects and assignments you have been given. But, but now I want you to talk to us about the situation of the homeless women in Senegal. What really is going on in Senegal? Why are there so many homeless women? And um, how do you plan to tackle this problem? Okay, so uh, especially in Dakar, the capital, the problem is in the capital in Dakar. We have a lot of homeless women. Uh, even if when, when we talk about homeless thing, people think about the child, but the real, problem is the women. When women are uh, out are, are in the streets, the child will be there, there with, with them. So the, the source is the poverty, poverty fast. Most of them, they come from the other region. So they come in the capital or found jobs or because they want a better life. But uh, when they come, it's not evident for them to found all this. They think it's going to be, to be easy, but finally they, they are in the street beggaring and they, they have to be homeless. So How mostly did, what- Yeah, mm -hmm, sorry, go on finish yes what we did it's it's actually a normal situation for most of the people because we have a bit to see them in the street so when you see a woman you just give money or clothes or food so that's why a lot of people choose to only uh, close eyes on this situation because we think that it's normal Homeless women in Senegal is has become normalized. They don't see it anymore. It's just a way of life. Yes. Yes. Actually, it's just a normal life for all the people. Yeah. You know, you know, there is a quote, um, and I'm not sure who said this, but I think it has a lot of wisdom. And it says that a nation can rise no higher than its women. And so when you oppress your women and when you suppress your women and when you neglect your women, you are neglecting yourself, you're neglecting your mother, that who birthed you, you're neglecting your nation and you can rise no higher than your woman. And so that is a very disheartening um, you know, situation. And I know that it is not unique to Senegal. I know that when I've been to, when I've been in India, I've actually seen the same. It's a way of life. You see a lot of homeless um, Indian women on the streets, 
um, with nothing to eat, their children just running around. You could have stolen those children. Nobody would have noticed they were missing. You know, nobody cares, you know. And this is also what people don't understand also, and I'm speaking to, to the leaders of these countries. What you don't understand is this is a direct reflection of your leadership. It is a direct yes. reflection of your governance. It is a re direct reflection of your desire to, to run a country efficiently. It is a reflection of how you are as a leader and what, how much you care for the people who you are leading and also how you are implementing your policies and governance. Because I want you to talk about national development because sometimes when I hear you, a lot of you young people and also, you know, um, you, know, grown, you know, grown people, there are many people on the continent of Africa working hard to solve these many problems. And I see that it's a bit disheartening that the, the citizens have to take up the role of the government. Um, because the government, this is a government responsibility, but now we even seen the young people, you know, taking, you know, taking the torch and saying, you know what, I, this is not normal for me. I don't want to see a country. I don't want to live in a country that looks like this. I want to live in a country that I can be proud of because there's a lot to be proud of about my country. Tell us, how did you, what was that thing that clicked and snapped in you? Because you say it is normal to many, but it was not normal to Anna. What is that thing that snapped in you that said enough is enough and I'm going to do something about it? Okay, so this happened one year ago. Me, I was just going to work. And I, I meet on the streets. I meet one woman who come. She, she was a big vegan. She was big green. So she came with her child and she asked me for money. Like all of them, money who give food to the child. So I just give her and I continue to, to go. After this, I meet another woman, but this one was selling, um, like she was selling something food and she didn't ask me for money. She asked me to buy what she was selling so that she can give food to the child. And it's really at this moment that I realized that helping this woman, it's not about giving them money. It's about helping them to be independent because what is dangerous? You are, you are talking about development, nation, nation, development of the nation. What is yes, dangerous? national development. And we'll be talking more about that on the 19th, yes. And you will be there what to share your perspective as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, what is dangerous is not, it's to, to let them on the streets as they start to have habits, the women, not, not the people to have habit to see them on the street, but the women to have habit to be on the street, to have habit to ask for money since they think that it's normal. They think that it's, it's normal to just ask for have money. Uh, it's normal to have money easily. So this is what is dangerous. So it's at this moment that I realized uh, it's better to help them to be independent, to teach them how to do something, one activity, so that they can know that life is not easy. They have to work hard to have, to be independent, to be happy, to, to have whatever they want, but not only asking for money. So, and uh, yes, and when I see 
also that uh, they are teaching the child easy life. They are teaching the child, uh, I can say it's bad, bad thing. So it's have a lot of impact. I see that it's have a lot of, it's not about only about the woman, it's about the child, it's about the future because they are future, the, the small uh, child. Yeah. It's about all the nation. The nation. So, yeah, yeah, it's hope. And you know, Anna, you raise such an important point. I'm not sure whether you, you, you know, we share the same view, but I can see how these women could have gotten to this position with that mindset of begging and asking and demanding and thinking it is their right to be helped. Because for many years, a lot of African countries, or let's say, you know, many countries around the world have, have survived on the concept of aid. Something happens, they ask for aid. People are sick in the country, they ask for aid. However, we know that Africans pay taxes so the governments are, have, are getting an income just like the West here in Denmark. The tax that are paid is the money that is used to run the hospitals, to run the schools, to build the roads, to do all that. Now, are the taxes high? Of course, they're insanely high and the cost of living is insanely high. However, there are services that you are accessible to. Now, we, see, we know that that is the same case in Africa. Citizens yes. pay taxes. Where does the money go? And they also get aid from outside, but they still poverty. So you have tax money, plus you have aid coming in, but, and then you still have homeless women. So this I think is what put Africa as a continent on a many years of, um, I like to call it arrested development. Because when you're given aid, this is what you have been doing to these homeless women. You've been giving them aid. Yes. When they need something, they ask for the aid, the money. They get the money, they don't develop themselves, they don't empower themselves. And what happens when there is no aid? When there is no aid, then she starts. When there is no aid, then she can't have a roof over her head. When there is no aid, there's nothing. And that's what we have seen happen on the continent. And so, yes. you know, I like that you are actually using what we have tried to advocate for the continent for many years. And that is, you know, foreign direct investment if you want it to be foreign in terms of money coming from outside, but even better, just developing yourself. You have the resources, you have the skills, natural and human resources, you have immense resources in that capacity. And so I want you to tell me that what is your message to the governments? Because I know that many of them will be listening. And this is, you know, the minister, their ministers who will be listening, their past presidents who will be first ladies, they're going to the first ladies or you know, presidents also will be listening to this. But I want you, from a young woman's perspective, who now has placed herself to solve a problem that the government should be solving or should not be there in the first place if, if the resources are managed well, what is your message to governments around across the whole continent of Africa? What is your message to them? Uh, what I can say it's to 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 look around them like we know uh, governments are doing a lot of things yes government are working for the population for the nation but sometimes it's good to to look uh, when we have a problem in the community to how can i say it? 
to to try to find the the problem another give another another way i can say like what is the way uh, that they should find to solve the issue of homelessness because yes. what you're what you're going to offer to them will also help you to achieve your goals because you know when it comes to doing what you want to do these kind of community projects you need support it's not a one month show you you need your community involved you need families involved you need experts involved you need people on board because the homeless women they they belong to a community the children belong to a community you know, there are rules, laws, and regulations that have to be followed, which could either make your work easier or make your work more difficult. And so yeah. talk to them, let them know what is it you need, number one, to get you to, to, to get the job done and what it is they need to do to ensure that as you are helping these women get out of poverty or homelessness, that there's not another group coming in. Because, you know, you don't want to go through this cycle. You know, you want to go through, you know, getting them out of poverty, training them, and then, you know, building each other up and, you know, growing, you know, to that, but not constantly having new homeless. Because that then is, is a problem, I think. Yes. Uh, what I'm saying, I am always take the example in my country. Because when you enter in the net and you do research about homeless women, you can't find a lot of information. When we talk about homeless, it's child. So what I want to say to the government is that the, the problem to have to be solved maybe come from the woman. So just to, to try to, to have a solution for this woman and also to support individual people who want to work on social things. It's, it's not as easy sometimes to, to have support. So just call them to support more all the association or individual people who are working on social things about the job also. Because a lot of people, when you don't have experience, it's very difficult to have job. Maybe this is the problem for this woman who come from the region coming in the capital, thinking it's easy for them to get a job. So to find a way to help all these people, the, the real problem is about work. So creating new source, I can say, of work and uh, supporting all the people who want to help by giving contribution, by, um, uh, how can I say? giving uh, for myself, I need venue for welcome this woman, for example. So something who can really help. Not, it's not only about uh, giving financial aid. Yes. And, and, and as you were saying that you need the venue to welcome these people, one thing that I can say, um, at least I can say, you know, works very well here is that you know, the governments do support you with, you know, when you need locations to hold, especially if these the very good social projects and, you know, you need to empower people, you need to, you're, you're sharing knowledge, you, you know, you're having trainings and workshops that are going to build the community. And, you know, I want to reach out to the churches and, you know, and, and religious leaders because you have these fantastic buildings with huge, with, with, with immense amount of space 
which you use maybe once or twice a week. So avail them, you know, because the church, most churches, their principles are around the, also the work that you do, you know, helping each other, loving one another. We know every religion has these principles. And so I reach out to all of you, if you're watching and you're listening to Anna, I would like you to avail your locations to her because we are not using, the churches are not used every day and they're not used the whole day. And so make a way and avail yourself so that she can have a place where these women can, can get a training, get a workshop, get the coaching, and also in some cases, get a meal. You know, and, and I think this is a very easy, it's an easy ask actually to the churches. It's a very easy ask, you know, just to do that once or twice a week. I think that would be a quick one to fix. And so anyone listening to this who is in Senegal, in Dakar, and you have, you know, a location or you have, or you're part of a church community or, you know, or um, a clubhouse, you know, where you do some, you know, extracurricular activities, avail yourselves. Because um, like I said, this is a collective effort. And when I see young people, when I see young people taking up the torch and the mantle to solve the problems in their community and the things that they see can be fixed and they're taking responsibility. You know, we like to say, be the change that you want to see. And Anna here is being the change that she wants to see. And what she needs now is your collective support. You know, Anna, when it comes to homeless people, and like you said, the children. One thing that I learned um, long time ago is that um, a lot of people ignore the problem because they see a small little baby girl or boy running around homeless, they look harmless. But this boy and girl is going to grow up. And what they have been learning are not the kind of skills that you want in your neighborhood because they have been learning survival skills. They have been learning to steal, to rob, to manipulate. This is the world of the streets. And I always say, what you ignore is coming to a neighborhood near you. So Anna, um, speak to um, your Senegalese um, citizens, people, your folk, speak to them in, in French. I know you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a native French speaker, that's your national language. You know, I want to uh, you know, give you the opportunity to share this message with them in French because it would be a shame if the people in your country um, you know, miss out on the message because you know, they're not English speakers. And that goes for many other West African countries that are French speakers. So I want to allow you to share the message in, in French so that they can also you know, be a part of this conversation, tell them about the project, and tell them what you want from them, how they can support you, how they can reach out to you, and anything else that you, you, you feel that they need to know, including your governmental officials. Okay. Alors, bonjour tout le monde. Je disais tout à l'heure que je m'appelle Anne-Gaëlle Bachi. Je suis sénégalaise. Je suis née au Sénégal. J'ai grandi au Sénégal. Et j'aime mon pays, naturellement. Alors, depuis un moment, je travaille sur un projet. Euh, C'est l'ouverture d'un centre un centre d'accueil et de formation pour les femmes mendiantes sans domicile fixe. Alors, pourquoi j'ai pensé à ce projet-là L'idée m'est venue il y a un an à peu près. En allant au travail, j'ai rencontré une femme qui était avec son enfant et qui m'a demandé le monde. Donc, comme on en rencontre tous au Sénégal, j'ai remis une pièce. Ensuite, en continuant mon chemin, j'ai rencontré une autre dame. Donc, cette dame-là, au lieu de me demander une pièce, elle m'a demandé d'acheter, elle vendait des arachides. 
donc d'acheter des arachides pour qu'elle puisse nourrir son enfant. Donc, à ce moment-là, j'ai réalisé que euh, aider ces femmes qui sont sans domicile fixe, ce n'est pas leur donner de l'argent, forcément. C'est réellement les aider à avoir une activité, une activité qui va les rendre indépendantes, une activité qui va leur permettre de, de vivre de façon... Euh, d'avoir le bonheur, tout simplement. Donc, euh, je viens solliciter votre aide. Je viens solliciter votre aide parce que c'est un projet qui n'est pas facile. Comme Mme Feit vient de le dire, il y a beaucoup de choses à prendre en compte. En général, quand on voit les gens qui sont dans la rue, on a une arrière-pensée. On se dit que ce ne sont pas des personnes dignes de confiance. Moi, je dis que euh, toute personne a un côté noir. Voilà, on n'est pas parfait, on n'est pas des personnes parfaites. Si ces personnes ont cette personnalité-là, c'est parce qu'elles sont passées par une situation. C'est cette situation-là qui les a amenées à être ce type de personnes. Donc, pourquoi ne pas essayer de leur faire confiance Il y a des personnes, il y a des spécialistes, il y a les psychologistes, il y a les sociologistes. Donc, moi, je compte aujourd'hui sur ces personnes-là parce que je n'ai peut-être pas ces compétences pour comprendre la situation de ces femmes. Ce que j'aimerais, c'est que vous vous joignez à moi pour aider ces femmes. Parce qu'il est clair que si on aide ces femmes mendiantes, ces femmes qui traînent dans la rue sans domicile fixe, à s'en sortir, à avoir confiance en elles, à réaliser que avoir de l'argent facile, c'est pas forcément ce qui va les aider. Les aider à être, les spécialiser dans un domaine, donc les rendre indépendantes financièrement, c'est clair que ça va beaucoup apporter à notre pays, le Sénégal. Donc ce qu'il me faut présentement, j'ai déjà mon équipe, l'équipe qui va m'aider, il me faut l'endroit, ensuite les stratégies. Si vous avez des astuces à m'apporter, euh, elles seront les bienvenues. Donc, pour le gouvernement aussi, euh, j'appelle votre aide pour les associations ou les personnes individuelles comme moi qui veulent aider. Donc, juste un soutien, quelle que soit la nature de ce soutien-là, serait le bienvenu. Voilà. <rire> voilà. <rire> Merci. Merci, merci. <laughs> Très bien. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Anna, I want you also to tell us what your Senegal looks like. What is your Senegal? Because there's also so much richness and beauty in Senegal. Like, it's so, it's mad. You know, I always tell everybody, Africa is a paradox. It is so yeah. confusing because it has so much wealth. You know, the people are some of the most amazing on this planet. Everything, nature tick, people tick, everything, the food tick, the cultures tick. Tell us, what does your Senegal look like? What is Anna's Senegal? Okay. Anna, like talk with love. Me, my Senegal is a country with a lot of love. We've, for me, when we talk about love, it's about natural things. The Senegal where people are natural, uh, natural about uh, the, the comportment the, in the personality and natural physically also. My Senegal is a country where people trust on themselves, country where, where young, young people are strong, where young are independent, where young work hard. My Senegal is a country where we like culture, where we 
we we are uh, very close on our culture a country where we like to discover also new things a country with a lot of love i can say <laughs> yeah <laughs> love <laughs> and i will tell everybody that i have met some of the most amazing young senegalese youth and this is why i'm also talking to anna anna i want to tell you um that you have represented your country very well you know when you know when i if i when i think of young people in senegal and i think of the likes of yourself i think of the likes of stephanie you are representing senegal brilliantly you're a very good representation of Senegal. You know, your work ethic is very amazing. You have very good work ethic. You are so committed. And yes, like you say, you reflect love. It's really good. And, and we can feel it. I tell you, you know, when people do things, you can actually feel the passion behind it. And not only feel it, but you can see by their actions and their commitment. And she said that young people work hard for what they believe in. I will tell you, um, the young the young women from Senegal who have joined our program have represented Senegal brilliantly. They really are hardworking. They're ambitious young women. And when they talk, you see them smiling. And you will meet Stephanie. She's just a big bubble of smile. When she when she talks, she's you can feel you, you just know that when these young women are going to be learning how to cook, they're going to be having fun doing it. Um, so, you know, I really want to commend you for that. And I want you to keep up the good work. And um, this series, everybody will be listening. And in the future, feel free to reach out to us. Go to uh, the www.gwse.org. Drop us your questions, your emails, and your comments. And of course, if you want to support Anna's project, we will put it up there in due time once it is ready to go out there. But Anna, you need to tell us what is the name of the project? What is the name of the center? And um, yeah, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the story. Just real quick. Yeah, because I know it has a, I know the name, but I want it to come from your mouth. <laughs> yes. So the name of this center is My New Beginning. My New Beginning in French, Mon Nouveau Départ. So why My New Beginning? Because uh, it's going to be new life, uh, I can say, for this woman. It's going to be a new, how can I, a new story. Yes, this is the word. A new story for this woman. So, like you can, you can see, it's a very big uh, feel when we talk about my new beginning. It means a lot of things. So let's do it together and give to this woman a new beginning. But Faith, <laughs> I, I want to ask you to, to allow me to say something about, uh, about self-confidence because I can say it's you who helped me to realize this. It's mostly about the language. If you, if it's okay, I will say it also in French. Please, so please I just go ahead to yeah, say yeah. Go ahead. Yes. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and tell our little secrets. <laughs> yes. So, like you can see, my English is not perfect, and uh, but you can you still understand what I want to say. Uh, let, let me tell you that it was was worse before. Uh, before I start this program with Global Women's Social Entities, 
I didn't know a lot about English. Really, I can't say nicely my idea. And I was, I, I was having a doubt. Do I going, uh, I am, am I going to be able to work with this entreprise? Uh, am, I, I, am I going to be able to say exactly what I want to talk about my project since they are going to uh, understand what I want to do? But let me tell you, when you don't trust on yourself, it's going to be hard for you to do what you want. You don't have to let language or old thing to limit you. When you trust on one thing, just go ahead. When you have a lot of passion about one thing, uh, it's this passion who is going to help you to, to grow and to make people understand what you want. So in French, ne laissez pas les choses, ne laissez pas vos limites vous limiter. Aujourd'hui, moi, je ne suis pas parfaite en anglais. Je n'ai pas un parfait anglais. Je me débrouille et au début, c'était pire. En travaillant avec Global Women Social Enterprise, ils ont cru en moi. They trust on me. C'est pour ça que je suis ici aujourd'hui. Au début, ils ont cru en moi. Je leur ai dit que ce n'était pas une bonne idée de travailler avec des personnes qui parlent anglais, sachant que moi, mon anglais n'est pas bien. Au début, je me disais, est-ce que je pourrais transmettre mon message? Est-ce qu'ils vont vraiment m'aider à réaliser le projet que je veux? Est-ce qu'ils vont comprendre où je veux en venir, où je veux arriver? Parce que je me disais que je ne serais pas en mesure d'expliquer exactement mon objectif. Mais aujourd'hui, j'y suis arrivée. Ils m'ont beaucoup aidée euh, dans la phase idée, ideation, jusqu'à l'implantation. Donc, croyez en vous. La passion peut vous mener à, à votre objectif. Vraiment, continuez. Ne vous laissez pas limiter. Ne vous arrêtez pas. Don't stop now. Just go and yes and thank you i have to say thank you to this this program global women social enterprise to my mentor she trusts on me start i start with faith and it was not easy i tell you <laughs> actually i'm working with a french speaker but this program in english helped me a lot really So don't let your language to limit you. It's not about language. It's about passion. It's about, uh, how can I say, about what you want to do, about ambition. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I like that Ada is very honest with you all. And, and, and for those of you, all the young people who are signing up right now, I know Bridget um, is doing the recruitment right now for the next phases. She's actually screening a few applications right now. I like that Ana has told you it was not easy. Our program is not built for everybody. <laughs> and I always tell everybody, do you look at her face? <laughs> It is not built for everybody, and it is okay. Our program is not built for everybody, but the results at the end of the journey will show for yes. itself, and it will speak for itself. And um, and so, you know, I like, Anna, that you are honest with them. I, I like when young people are honest and they just tell the truth from their experience. It's not easy. And and, and that is a true... No. <laughs> She's so sad. <laughs> 
But, you know, that is why we say that we are very proud of you. And we know that when someone completes our program, um, we, we are working with you. Because we know, we know who you are and we know what you have put into it. Um, so this is one thing that um, is why we also are sometimes very selective, you know, to say. And um, although we do guide you and we are there for you, like Anna says, we hold your hand, we, you know, we, we, we motivate you, we help you, and we try to give you every, all the support um, that we can. So, uh, so thank you, Anna. I think this has been a really good conversation. Um, for those of you who are listening, who will be watching this in the future, this is um, one of our segments on the Youth Deliver series. And we are sitting right now and talking to our young change maker, Anna Gayebaji from Senegal, who I, you know, we like to call all our youth um, change, our young change makers, we like to call them the Youth Deliver Ambassadors. Because by the, at the point where they have reached in this type, day and time, they are already ambassadors for their country. They are already engaged in social impact. They are already youth who have proved themselves and the vision that they have is one of social entrepreneurship, community development, capacity building. So they are ambassadors, you know, for their countries. Um, so Anna, thank you so much. Um, do, would you like to, um, you know, tell everybody about what you'll be doing on the 19th of February? And, um, you know, you can go ahead and invite them or I will do it, but go ahead if you would like to be the one to do it. Yes, thank you. So I will tell you more about my project. I will tell you more about uh, my objective. We will talk about uh, about youth. We will talk about uh, the innovate, innovate thing, innovate event, innovate uh, activities. How we can help uh, Africa to to grow, to be better even in the world. So it will, it will be very interesting exchange, very interesting. So I call you to come and join us so that we can exchange more. We can know more about each other. Yes, it's always good to add, uh, to take something from other people. So just come and join us. Thank you. Yes, so you're all welcome to join us at the seventh annual um, TWC conference, where I will be moderating the youth session on driving the future for Africa. And um, this time around, we're doing it differently, of course, because of, you know, COVID. <laughs> um, so we're having a virtual conference. However, the show must go on. You know, Africa development does not stop because there is a yeah. COVID going on. Life has to go on. And so we welcome you all on the 19th to join our youth panel session. Anna is going to be one of the main, one of one of some of many youth who will be joining us in this discussion. She's on the panel as a youth contributor together with Bridget Sarafogli, Grace Kamau from Kenya, and Mitchell Akinyi from Kenya as well will be joining us to talk about the situation of the youth and how we can drive the future. And um, these are our youth contributors who will be engaging our amazing list of panelists from all over the world in a conversation on the role of the youth.
So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Anna, for your time. I appreciate the work that you're doing in Senegal. And I look forward to um, continuing this conversation. Remember, everybody, if you want to learn more about Anna's project and you want to support her, this is a collective effort globally. Like I told you, yes. neglect these people. They're growing up. The babies are growing up. And they're coming to a neighborhood near you. So help Anna help fix the problem. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Anna, thank you so much. We absolutely love you. We love your work. And we are as excited as you to see you actualize your project, the new, my new beginning. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And goodbye. Thank you, everybody.